Yeah, there was somebody on Facebook the other day who was putting up a um, they put up a thing about, I guess, somebody that's running for a government position here um, was at the January 6th insurrection. And so um, she had put that. She said, just so that you're aware, she was at the insurrection. And there was a bunch of douchebag guys that were like, ha ha ha, quote unquote, insurrection. It's like, how the fuck is that not an insurrection? Right. Like, hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel like they've blown it that they should have started locking people up. I mean, they should have put Trump in custody right on November, right on January 6th. That would have been amazing. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Uh, I'm very sad this afternoon. Oh, yeah. We lost somebody major today. We did. We did. Poor... Well, was she murdered? I mean, do we have to look <laughs> into this? We might. We yeah. might. But she was 96. Yes. Angela Lansbury died today. Just, what was it, 10 days? No, five days short Before of... Before her 97th her 97 birthday. birthday. Yes. Yes. That's a good run. She died at home in her sleep. Yep. Doesn't get any better than that. Nope. Yep. Live to almost 100, die in your sleep. No horrible, like, pain or shit on the way out. Mm Mm-hmm. Amazing. Her career started in 1944. Yep. In the movie Gaslight. Yep. That's amazing. Which, at 17, she got an Academy Award nomination she didn't win but still that's pretty good for but your still first that's thing pretty amazing the... for your very first thing out the gate yeah yep and she acted right up until 2018 yeah i mean that's definitely like a really good career oh yeah honorary oscar I think she's got five Tony Awards. Was nominated for the Emmy like multiple years in a row for Murder She Wrote. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, known to this gen the the younger generation as Mrs. Potts. Yep. Was she Mrs. Potts in the live action Beauty and the Beast? No, that's Emma Thompson. Oh, okay. I want to say her last role was in Mary Poppins Returns, the very end. There's one above that called Buttons, a new musical film. Oh. From 2018, but I've never heard of that. Yeah, neither Uh, have I. It's her and Dick Van Dyke, apparently. Really? Yeah, it's... Wait a minute, what is this? It's Kate Winslet and Robert Redford and Dick Van Dyke? Angela Lansbury, John Delancey. 
following a heartwarming journey of two orphan girls with only wish to find a home for Christmas. Oh, it must have been. Oh, it must be like a TV. But it's Buttons, a new musical film. Wow. Apparently you can rent it on Prime. I mean, that's well, that's an amazing cast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. She plays Rose. Dick Van Dyke is an unexpected visitor. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so that was technically her last thing. Hmm. Although, who knows when they shot what. True. The last set she might have been on might have been the Mary Poppins return set. Yeah, could be. Could be. I mean, she had some good roles. Yeah. Did you ever see the Manchurian Candidate with Frank Sinatra? No, I, that was. I think I saw the remake. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm looking at her stuff, and I'm like, there's things I need to go back and rewatch. Yep. Blue Hawaii. She's good in Blue Hawaii with Elvis. Oh, is she? Yep. You know, I've never seen an Elvis movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. It's sad and fucked up, but it, it was always one of those things. My parents were not Elvis people. They were Beatles people. Mm, and so okay. it was more of the Beatles than Elvis ever was in our, in our house growing up. So there was never like, you know, let's watch it. Uh, here's an Elvis film. It was never any of that. So, right. I'd have to go back and like actually seek them out. It, it, his movies are interesting. They're, they're just kind of fun and empty. <laughs> I mean, all those 60 film 60s films were like that though. All those beach yeah. blanket bingo type things. Yep. I didn't realize that Angela Lansbury did a crossover with Magnum P.I. for Murder, She Wrote. Uh, she has a she has a credit as Jessica Fletcher yes. on Magnum P.I. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, it still amazes me that the police let her on the crime scene. <laughs> it's like, Grandma, go back home. Bake a pie. <laughs> but she wrote about something just like that. Yes. I mean, that was the gist of the I show, right? She was the one who really murdered everybody. I mean, there were 264 episodes. Did she write that many books? <sighs> yes. Wow. Well, there's put, there were a bunch of spinoffs they tried to launch, too. Um, there was one with Jerry Orbach as a New York City cop. Um, they did several episodes around him because she goes to New York to teach. Okay. And um, there's several. There was one whole season that felt like it was all. It started with her in her house, and she introduces the story, and then she comes back at the end. Oh. Oh, okay. Looks like they did four TV movies too. Yeah. For Murder She Wrote. The last one being in 2003. 
So yeah, big long career. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and watch Bread Knobs and Bro- Broomsticks. One of my favorites. That's I haven't seen that since I was a kid. It's long. Is it? <laughs> yes. It is a very long movie. It says an hour and 57 minutes. That's long. For a Disney movie? Disney movies are like 93. Oh, well, yeah. It's as long as World War II. <laughs> I mean, I also feel like, wait a minute, what was the other one? Because, like, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is like two and a half hours. Yes. Like, that's super long for a kid's film. Yep. That was something that I wanted to show my kid. I was like, because she likes Mary Poppins and and those types of movies. So I was like, well, here's something that's got, you know, Dick Van Dyke in it. And right. it was like two and a half hours. And she was like, mm-hmm. eh, maybe not. Oh, she- <laughs> it's like, all right, maybe we'll watch it in stages. Did you tell her that the child catcher would get her? No. That's another that's another film that I haven't seen since I was a kid. Just the production value of it is amazing to see. Of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yes. Yeah. And they filmed at Neuschwanstein Castle in Germany. Well, one of one of the cars is in the auto museum in Orlando. Yes. Yeah. What's it called? Deezerland? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Deezerland. Yeah. So, yeah. Good life. Yeah. If you want to check out some of her old stuff, you should watch The Court Jester. Okay. With Danny Kaye. Oh, that's going way back, huh? Yep. The flagon with the dragon has the brew that is true. (laughs) Classic. Classic. (laughs) Um... She was the voice of Mommy Fortuna in The Last Unicorn. Okay. And at one point, she was supposed to do the live-action version, like, within the last decade or so, in the same role. Oh. <clears throat> so, yeah. She played Mrs. Lovett in a, in a TV movie of Sweeney Todd. Because they broadcast the Broadway version on, like, PBS. Oh, is that what happened? Yep. Oh. So then they just call that a TV movie? Yeah. Okay. I guess. Feels like it should be a different... Category? Category. TV event? Yeah, something like that. Mm. On this very special episode of PBS at Broadway... (laughs) a very special episode of Murder, She Wrote. Here's, here's a story about a barber who murders people and then makes them in the pies. Yum. Or you could watch the Harry Potter, I mean, um, Johnny Depp version that's got half of the Harry Potter cast in it. Well, because it was Tim Burton who cast his wife Yep. at the time. But I don't know if they're still together. But Snape and... Um, What's Wormtail? Wormtail's in it. Wormtail's in it. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know Johnny Allie Depp is Johnny Depp is um, uh, Grindelwald. Like, yep. It's a Harry Potter who's who. Well, it's just the people who are working in London. Oh. It's like, hey, if we could only get like a Maggie Smith type. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> 
Well, let's see. Is there a Lord of the Rings show going on or a uh, Game of Thrones show? Yep. Are they shooting another Harry Potter? Who's on um, Who's on Doctor Who this week? Yep. Like that's that's like everybody has those on their resume that work in in England. That and um, what's what's that show called? EastEnders. EastEnders soap opera. Yeah, yep. everybody starts there. Mm-hmm. It's a rite of passage. It is. Well. Rest in peace, Angela. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Almost worked to the day she died. Yeah. It's the way to go. Is it, though? I don't know. Don't you want a couple <laughs> of years to, like, chill out and do your own stuff? I don't know. I'd get bored. I'd okay. have to work at something. You open an Etsy store. Okay. That'll be enough. Okay. Whatever you say. <laughs> we had a, uh, a lot of TV in this past week. We did. Mm-hmm. Would you watch? Or do you want to? St- uh, I watched um, Werewolf. I have not seen that yet. What? Yeah. Oh my God! It is so well done. Is it? It's like one of those 1950s House of Hammer horror stories. It It's really well done. It's hard to get people in this house to watch horror. and But because it's Marvel, people have expressed interest. Yeah. But, like, we can't watch horror when we're eating type thing. And that's usually when we're all together is, you know, for meals and shit. So... We haven't had that opportunity yet. Ah, uh, you have to watch it. Yes, I do want to watch it. You have to watch it. And in typical Disney fashion, the werewolf is already appearing in the park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Disneyland? Yes. On Avengers Campus? Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So you have to watch it. It's, okay. It's so well done. I'll make sure that and, I watch it before next week. I mean, it's over-the-top acting at its finest. Okay. So, yeah. And is it actually part of the MCU? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, the The Marvel version of Swamp Thing is one of the characters. Oh, okay. And, um the bloodstone family is part of the MCU. Okay. Gotcha. I'm not sure, but it may have come around around the same time as Dr. Strange. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Because Dr. Uh, Dr. Strange was kind of Marvel branching into the horror right. aspect of comics. Right. So yes, definitely watch it. Yeah. Highly recommend. Okay. Highly recommend. So what did you watch? Uh, we watched Andor. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, no? I really like Andor. Yes, but? Uh, well, the, the only complaint that I have is I don't feel like it's moving fast enough. Like, I really think that they should have gotten to the raid or whatever the fuck they're doing. Right. This By past now. week. By now. 
I understand. Look, I'm all for building character, and I like the fact that Star Wars is actually doing that for once. It's just I'm not used to it. Um, okay. I'm more used to, especially in a Star Wars setting, like action beats every 10 minutes. And you don't really get that in these. Yep. Um, but I love the story. And the yep. fact that it doesn't feel like Star Wars um makes makes it all that much better. Mm. Okay. Now, did you catch the Indiana Jones Easter egg this week? Yes, two of them. Well, no. Uh this week? Yes. The stones. Yes. Yes. So, if you look over um I don't know his Luther. name. Luther? Luther? Luthen. Yeah. If you look over his shoulder when they're in the um, when they're in the antique store, the Shankara stones are there. Yep. For whatever reason. Well, last week it was the fertility idol and the whip in carbonite. In carbonite. Yep. Yep. And somebody also said, I think his boots are in carbonite. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There's three. There's three slabs of carbonite. Um, that are hanging up, and one is the whip, one is the idol, and I think they were saying the other one was boots. So, hmm, okay, really interesting call though. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Shankara stones, but okay. I mean, the fertility idol showed up in Solo, right? So it's not uncommon, but mm-hmm. it, it's prominent, like over his shoulder too. It's not like yeah. It's it's a quick shot, and you're like, wait, were those Shankara stones? Yeah. There's multiple shots of them, and it's like, oh, okay, no, those are Shankara stones. And they're kind of glowing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think of the show? I mean, I like it. I have a new favorite character. Who? Can you guess? The mother? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because she slaps a dude in the face? Yes. Oh, okay. The whole, I mean, I, that whole dynamic of, you know, he's like a, a spoiled little boy who gets sent home from school <laughs> and she, she's getting cocoa puffs and blue milk. And <laughs> she's going to talk to her uncle. So her in, uncle's going to get her a job. In get tr- him a job. In true um, shooting in England, because that's where they shot Andor. Mm-hmm. Um cast of actors she was in Harry Potter she was she is the neighbor that lives across the street from the Dursleys oh really and she's the one who found Harry and Dudley in the tunnel after the oh after the uh, after the the, attack yeah that's her she plays the okay so you got her you got Mrs. Dursley you've got a whole bunch of like wow famous actors okay um so yeah um i'm wondering whether or not because they never really said that that dude went back uh, while it looks like coruscant it doesn't necessarily have to be coruscant right and i'm wondering whether or not the uncle is mon mothma's husband Oh, and that he's going to get him a job as like security and then try to, you know, because everybody's spying on Mon Mothma that uh-huh. like, you know, he may be 
entering the the story that way. Interesting. And you know they just kind of cross paths with with uh, Andor at some point. Right. Hmm. Okay. And I got to think most of the people in Andor's little group are going to die in the raid. Of course. They're all red shirts. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's an amazing amount of character building for red shirts. Sure. You know, you got the dude that's got the other guidance device, which is actually a Polaroid camera. Right. Um, and he's talking about like how freedoms are being taken away and you kind of see where he's coming from. And then you mm-hmm. got the other dude that the Empire took away his his uncle's farm, and so his uncle killed himself. Right. And so you have all of these, like, real deep, um, like, characters already, and then they're probably just going to die. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really well done. And we've got what? How many episodes? This is this twelve. Was the fifth. Yeah. There's, oh. there's twelve episodes for Andrew. Okay. Okay. And then there's twelve for next season. And I guess every two episodes next season, it's there's going to be a time jump. Okay. Um, because it's going to end with him, I guess, going on the mission to talk to the guy at the beginning of Rogue One. Oh, that he kills in the alley. Like it's going to butt right up to it. Okay. So. Well, that's like Rogue One, but right up to New Hope. Yeah. And it's the same writers and stuff. So they're just kind of like going for for broke, I guess. Well, good. Something to look forward to. Yeah, it's it's. Well, it's really different. I think it's really good. I think. I think this is Star Wars TV at its best. I feel like the other stuff that's kind of come before it, with the exception of the Mandalorian, because that was kind of a, I don't want to say it was a fluke, but it wasn't expected. And so, you know, as you go through it and like Boba Fett was kind of a disappointment. Um, and Obi-Wan was a lot of fan service. So sure. coming into this with a character that you've only seen once, and then it be this good is just a testament to to what those people are doing. I'm still not sure about a couple things. The AK-47s is a little weird. Well, every so often there's like a really lazy prop. Yeah, and like they call them guns. No, they're not called guns in the Star Wars universe. They're blasters. Right. right. And so when you got that amazing shot of the TIE fighter buzzing them in the valley... They're yep. running, yelling, cover the guns. And it's like, yeah, but the, no, that's not what they're supposed to be. Right. You know, and it's it's that weird writing of like in that episode where the dude said shit and they had teams and it was like North team and South team. It's like those are Earth concepts. Yeah. Like those that that kind of stuff shouldn't be in there. But it works for for what it is. Yeah. So I'll take it. All right. I mean, you can have it. even even bad Star Wars TV is still Star Wars TV. That's right. So I will, you know, it's all good. All right. Uh, what did you think of uh, Daredevil's return? Um, 
Walk of Shame, Daredevil might be my new favorite yes. thing. Yes. I think that's going to be my Halloween costume. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Yep. To just have a dude as dressed as Daredevil without his shoes on, just yep. head down, walking, walking down past people, going, hey, how are you? Yes. Um. So uh, we were watching that, and... Um, Jessica is starting to like you know hit on Daredevil Mm -hmm. and they wind up back at her place and my wife looked at me and I looked at her and I said so she's a whore I don't know what to tell you yeah pretty much (laughs) I mean but I mean that also plays into the very end right so you know I'm with one more episode they have a whole lot to cover yeah, the guy who stole her blood. Yeah. And and, and yeah. she's going to she's going to be in trouble with the I get I, I guess it's it's not shield anymore, but whatever. Right. You know, they show up with not like with different types of weapons like sonic stuff. Mhm. Um you know, I I really feel like the little Weasley guy that keeps bugging her like brought her to the restaurant. Yes. He's I think he's one of the bad guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. In one of the first episodes when the as guardian construction worker Yeah. guys attack her and the wrecking, the wrecking crew when the one guy tries to stab her with the needle. He's okay. he's the only one wearing a mask and his voice is real close to the little Weasley guy. Okay. So I'm wondering whether or not he's part of the whole plan. Mm. And they knew that she's not interested in him, which is why they planted the other guy at the wedding. Interesting. All right. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, Leapfrog was a very, (laughs) very lame. Super. What was he? He was kind of a hero, but he turned out to be the villain. Yeah. But, I mean, it was such... So, you, you've watched the Daredevil TV show. Uh-huh. Which is a much more violent and much more mature TV show than She-Hulk. Yes. And the way that they were able to incorporate him into this with humor, and but still have him flipping around and doing all the stuff was amazing and at the expense of leapfrog or whatever the fuck his name is like I can't wait for his TV show now like if this is the level of writing that we're going to get for him and like the level of stunts and stuff um, while I don't think they'll ever top the the one shots of the hallway fights oh my god um, the hallway scene in this one was crazy well, and it's like an it's an homage to the one in the Netflix show, right? Right. So yeah, I mean, it's just it, oh, it was so good. I'm I'm so happy they brought Charlie Cox back for that. So maybe they'll they'll have a long distance romance, and she'll visit him, and maybe he'll visit her. That'd be cool. I mean, they haven't really said what they want to do with She Hulk. Whether they're right. gonna do a second season. I feel like they could. I feel like 
they've set it apart enough to where I don't really see She-Hulk showing up in an Avengers movie. No. You know, she's breaking Maybe the fourth a Wonder wall. Woman movie. Yeah. And like she like she could show up in Dare, um Deadpool. Like like there could be some weird crossover with that in Deadpool where they're both breaking the fourth wall. And they just point it out to each other or something like just to like a quick oh, that cameo. It could be funny, but I don't see her. I don't see her helping out with the main team of Avengers. So, yeah, it's it's compartmentalized enough to where that they could do it for a couple of seasons and probably get away with it. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. I do have a question, though, about the the onset double. Okay. Are they just putting the actress's face on the double, or is everything CG except for, you know, her facial expressions? I believe everything is CG. That must be such a pain in the ass to work with. I, think, I mean, I'm just thinking of the scene where with Cardi B, where she's she's uh you know doing what she's doing, <laughs> yeah. twerking. I think it is the double is there for eye lines and lighting reference. So is uh, so like in the episode where she carried the guy into the bedroom, is he? green screened into her arms well <sighs> see I can't wait for this making of <laughs> yeah that's a that's a that, uh, maybe for something like that it's a head replacement mm. maybe there's multiple things going on maybe it's um, maybe it's for certain shots because one of the weakest parts of the CGI is the lip sync. Sure. It's hard, especially on a weekly show to do lip sync, um, for an entirely digital character. Mm -hmm. Um, and there have been times when I have looked at shots and was like, Oh, that lighting doesn't match at all. Like, but they're working, they're working on, nine episodes on a TV budget. So sure. there's decisions that have to be made. You know, leapfrog has to fly in one of these scenes. So that's a chunk of money. Right. So we can't take that and put that towards her facial stuff here or whatever. Um, but probably for something like where she's interacting with, um, people and tables and all that kind of stuff. The, the onset, they're probably comping in over the onset double. Mm. Um, and using her performance as a guide. Okay. I'm looking at a picture of the Megan, the stallion episode. Yeah. Where it's Tatiana Maslany. She was like up on a table yeah. or something. Yes. Yeah, she's in yeah. like a mocap suit on a, on a, blue screened you know riser yeah I mean there hasn't been a lot of behind the scenes stuff released from this 
No, not yet. And Disney, Disney has held on to all that stuff specifically for the making of because they can get another day out of it or another show out of it. Another show out of it. Yeah. That they don't have to pay for. <laughs> exactly. Except for the editor. And yeah. That's probably in somebody's contract somewhere. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> in very small print. <laughs> and you will work for free. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything that I've seen, if you're interacting with a person, you're going to want something there um, just to make it easier on the compositors. Right. Um, but like when, when She-Hulk and Titania had that fight at the wedding, I mean, there was obviously like, they were enhancing probably this, the onset double. Um, but there are shots with, with like, um, Titania's hair that would have been a nightmare to try to roto around. Yeah, true. So I'm, I've got to assume that they're using a lot of the onset stuff and then just enhancing what they can without having to go too far. Very interesting. Uh, did you see the new trailer for Doom Patrol? No. They put out a new trailer? Yes. The butts are back. Oh, the butts are back. The butts are back. And when, they do a music musical number. When did when did that come out? Uh, this weekend? I saw it this weekend. I don't know if it was out of New York Comic Con. Oh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> yes. Oh god, I love that. I love that show. Oh, that's awesome. You think Brendan Fraser will leave if feel like he wins an Oscar this year? I don't know. I just found out he's in another TV show. show. Uh, what's the professionals or professionals? I think that was shot a long time ago, though, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I've I've got CW on in the background and they just showed a commercial for it. And it's like, huh? I want to say that that was made for. Oh, up your head. And apparently, this tonight is the first episode. It was made. It was made overseas. 
Um, and they, because I think I remember Brendan Fraser saying that he didn't know whether it would ever come to the United States. Interesting. Yeah. They're, aside from him and Tom Welling, there's nobody else I recognize on the cast. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll leave it to the CW to pick up somebody else's piece of shit series. <laughs> <laughs> they filmed it in Johannesburg. Wow. Yeah. I ain't going to Sun City. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And there's also a new trailer for Titans, which looks really good. Yes, I saw that. Yes. Mother Mayhem. Yeah. And this is the last for last season, right? For Titans, they announced that? Uh, is it? I, I was thinking it was. Because I know that there was um, a lot of worry whether or not um, when Batgirl got shelved, whether they were going to do away with the HBO Max oh, right, TV right. shows. Right. And they had already filmed a bunch of it, and they were like, well, Batgirl was all filmed too. So will we ever see these? And I guess they were like, there's a big enough call for Doom Patrol and for Titans. Yeah. Um, to keep them on the air. But I don't know. Uh, season four, the last season of Titans. Well, that's Attack on Titan. Come on. Uh... It doesn't say. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Did you see any of the Star Trek stuff that came out of New York Comic Con? No. No. The Picard season three looks really interesting. With Jordy and Riker. They've and got them all back. Except for Wesley. Except for Wesley. <laughs> There's some surprise villains in the trailer, too. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, the main villain of the season apparently is Amanda Plummer. Right. In, like, the slick back hair, weird-looking outfit type thing. Um, and then towards the end, they tease two other villains from the Next Generation TV show that are back. Mm-hmm. After 30 years or whatever. Right. Um, and then at New York Comic Con, I guess at the end of the panel, Patrick Stewart made a comment of, we'd all be interested in doing a movie. <laughs> and so when, I guess, is it, they're, they're on Paramount Plus. Um, right. Paramount Plus tweeted out the trailer and said the end of a the the final voyage of the characters and um um oh what's his name who plays Riker Jonathan Frakes Jonathan Frakes tweeted but is it so mm. everybody's up in arms now whether or not there's a secret movie deal do you think they would spend movie 
money on that cast, I mean, they're all so long in the tooth. I think what you would get is an exclusive Paramount Plus two-hour movie um, with that cast. And I think whether or not they pay them what they paid them for season three or there's a different there's a different set of numbers that they put into play for that. The, the fact is that the first two seasons of Picard were kind of disappointing. There were shining spots in them, but overall like season two was a mess. And so it's hard to think that they would put forth even $50 million to have a theatrical run for something yeah that they could put on Paramount Plus as an exclusive and drive drive people to Paramount Plus I mean they're doing that thing now where um you know movies are in a theater for a weekend right just so they can be considered for Oscars yeah. or like they want to say that they were at they were in a movie theater um and they'd have like special screenings and stuff but you know, they're the the financial stuff isn't tied into the weekend box office for them. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing something like that, where it's in a handful of of movie theaters around the country, and you know, break out your next generation costumes, come in cosplay. We're getting the band back together. <laughs> and doing something that you know maybe incorporates not only the next generation but DS9 and Voyager. Yeah. Because there was a rumor that they're bringing back um Janeway from Voyager in live action at some point. So, if all these people are willing to do it and they can make a, a movie or a mini series to drive like viewership onto Paramount Plus. Mhm. You know, that seems to be the way a lot of this stuff is going. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I don't know if it was just wishful thinking on their part or they've had some discussions. I mean, they're going to have to do something soon because, you know, in the show, Jean-Luc Picard's already like 90. Right. So. And how old is Patrick Stewart? He's in his 80s, I think. I I think he's 80. Yeah. Really? Patrick Stewart is. Don't don't don't. He was born, born in 1940. 1940. So. I'm 82. Shit with math. 82. 82. Okay. Yep. I mean, he moves really well for an 80-year-old. Yeah, he does. I really want to know how he got talked into the emoji movie as poop. <laughs> well, come on. He did the what is it? The Uber Eats commercials? Yeah, but those, those were at least fun. You don't think it was fun being poop? Come on. I think that was just a paycheck. Does he really need the paycheck? Did he squander all of his next generation money? I mean, he's... He's got some, like, ex-wives and shit, so... Yeah. So, you know, 
Patrick Stewart. Let's see. I mean, he's estimated at a total of $75 million. I could take that. I'd take a third of that. <laughs> I mean, so Homeboy doesn't have to act anymore at 82. No. No. But, I mean, if he loves it. Sure. And he can still do it. Yeah. Unlike Bruce Willis. I mean, Jonathan Frakes only has a net worth of $25 million. Oh, poor guy. See, I would take that. Poor guy. <laughs> Aww. Uh, also got a trailer for Wednesday. Yes. Yes, with uh, Fred Armisen as... as I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but he's definitely channeling Jackie Coogan. Yes. So it's like, all right, well, maybe this will be okay. Because, I mean, because Christopher Lloyd was weird, too. Yeah, but that entire thing with Christopher Lloyd, where it was an imposter, but it was actually the real fester. Right. Like, that's a really weird story as, like, here's the Adams Family movie. Right. Um, and then it got even weirder with part two, where he marries Jesse... Yes, from Toy Story. From Toy Story, and she tries to kill him. Like, yep. all of that was weird, too. But I don't know how many episodes Uncle Fester's actually going to show up in. I mean... I can't see him being in it a lot, because I don't even think her parents are in it a lot. No, and that's the thing. I think it's her more at Nevermore. Right. So I would assume that, like, he's in it for one, maybe two episodes, and then out. Okay, so the professional just our professionals just started. Yeah. With a shot of Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And he's at some sort of like NASA type conference. <laughs> and behind him is a pull up banner that says Rocketeering. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to it. I think Catherine Zeta Jones looks good. Um, the the one shot of Christina Ricci is kind of intriguing. I like the fact that they didn't try to to like uh, this is you in thirty years. Yeah, or do something something along the lines of like she's an Adams, right? Like I like the fact that she's just she's like a counselor at the school or something. Mm -hmm. Um, you know that way they they don't have to like. It's it's not fan service. It's they're bringing back Christina Ricci, um, for whatever. Right. But I mean, I think I think the girl playing Wednesday. I think she's she seems pretty good in the trailer. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for it. Except for, um, dude playing Gomez. Luis de Guzman. Yeah. Yeah. No way Catherine Zeta-Jones would fall for him. <laughs> it, just, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. But uh, apparently there was like, like at some point they're all going to appear because I was reading the cast list the other day and like there's a lurch and stuff. So I'm assuming that at some point they, they're all going to show up. For parent-teacher day. Yeah. <laughs> 
or Thanksgiving to see the see the play. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we're finally getting the second season of Good Omens. Yes. I'm hoping it's as good as the first season. Yes. I can't imagine it's not. I mean, I I think that for Neil Gaiman, um, you know, American Gods was a way to kind of uh, it was a testing ground to see if if his storytelling would kind of work on a larger scale and in a bigger medium. Well, and the thing is that a lot of or several of Terry Pratchett, who co-wrote it, his stuff has been translated into miniseries and um, British, you know, feature length films. Right. And they never seemed to catch the audience. Right. Exactly. And even I mean, I that just made me think of the the Discworld series that was on what two years ago yeah and just died yeah 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 i mean so so you have that good the the first season of good omens was him being like all right now we're gonna really adapt something that has a lot of weird premise in it to get to sandman and like sandman was always something that they said could never be filmed right and he was so like he was such a stalwart with it um, that Sandman is very um, faithful to the source material. And so now I feel like he's going to spread his wings a little and be like, all right, let's put, let's put good omens to the test with a season two. So right. I'm kind of hoping that it's a progression. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see a new version of um, Neverwhere. Yeah. Did you ever read Neverwhere? No. Neverwhere is really interesting. Is it? It's like this underground society that's operating in London. There's, you know, there's like a secret night market that happens on a regular basis, and they're kind of living in abandoned train um, train cars that are still moving around, and it it's very it's very interesting. Apparently the BBC did a yes. Did a miniseries? Yes. Oh, okay. I uh with uh James Capaldi. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I like it. It's. I I don't know. You'd have to see it. I think with a better budget, it would be even more more so. Okay. I guess it doesn't stream anywhere. Never wear. I mean, it's a very BBC production. <laughs> you can buy it on Amazon Prime. That's about as far as you can get with streaming. Mm. There are places to find it. There are. Did you watch the uh, the Velma trailer? I didn't. I read the story about how she's a lesbian now. Yes. I mean, was there ever any doubt? Well, I don't know. There are all those girls who do sexy Velma at Comic-Cons. 
Yeah. Maybe they were, you know. I mean, okay. It, not in, looking for uh, uh, Fred. In defense of that, though, like, what's her name? Linda. Cardinelli. Linda Cardinelli, who did it in the live action. Yeah. She was pretty hot as as Thelma. So. Yeah. I can get behind the, the sexy Thelmas at fucking Comic-Con. All right. Um, I just don't understand the big deal that's being made about it. Who fucking cares? Well, or is this is this part of the oh we don't want to expose kids to gay characters? Yes, yes. Fuck that noise, man. I mean, didn't they say like Scooby Doo isn't even in it? Right. <laughs> yeah the 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 four um the four kids are in it. And Shaggy without Scooby. And Shaggy without Scooby. Ah. <sighs> Who cares, people? Get your mind out of the past. I, I guess it takes place when they're in high school. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, oh, there it is. That's an interesting trailer. Blood splatter on the window. Yeah, and um, Mindy Kaling really annoys me. <laughs> no, she's not a favorite. Yeah, I, I, I. Ever since The Office, she just played the most annoying person. Well, everybody has a type, right? I guess. Maybe this was like her dream role. Maybe she's always wanted to be Thelma. Yeah. That's funny. It's always good when Comic-Cons happen. Yes. Always get a ton of shit. And also got teased with the possible return of Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. Do we think that's going to be a Black Adam sequel? Well, 
Apparently, he's in the post credit scene of Black Adam. Mm. Um, my question, the, the story that came out was um, that it was a direct sequel to Man of Steel, okay. which is what Henry Cavill had wanted. Okay. Um, and that's what was being worked on. My question is, does it all happen in the same DC universe or is it on a different earth? Oh, because the technology in the trailers for black Adam seems way advanced for like the earth that the justice league happened on. Okay. And so I'm wondering whether or not it's like, it's one of the multiverse earths. And so, like, it's not Earth 1, it's, like, Earth 2 or something. And that's where Black Adam is. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't. It's DC so fucked up right now that they, they probably don't even know. Right. So, I mean, look, I think Henry Cavill's an amazing Superman, so I'll take him in whatever they can get him into. Um, Better than Dean Cain? <laughs> Dean who? Yeah. Don't take my picture. He doesn't even register as a no. Superman. Yeah, and he's a douchebag in real life. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, well. We should have just taken his, taken video of him from across the, the thing and been like, hey, sorry, you're right. in a public place. Fuck you, Superman. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, what are they going to... I mean, if you are filming with, like, a telephoto lens from outside the barricades, you think he's going to, like, send somebody over to, like, knock the camera out of your hand? I, I, I probably still would have been talked to. Really? Uh, yeah, but what are you doing wrong? Well, nothing. But I think, I think they would have came over and said, please don't film in that direction. And I would have been like, why? Well, you're not. You can't film Dean Kane. Why? Like well, I was the same thing with Carrie Elwes. Yeah, but th didn't they have him like in a little thing in the back? Like they they made a little room yes. for him. Yes. Yes. So fucking stupid. Well, they did that at Celebration for a lot of the the name actors too. Star Wars Celebration. I can't. Because uh, mm. I remember that Tamara Morrison was like in a little cave they built. That. That's ridiculous. God, I miss the early days of comic book conventions. You just walk up and say hi. Yeah, well. You can have a conversation without having to fork over money. Ever since that 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 damn Stephen Amell <laughs> show them how much money they can make. <laughs> yeah. I think it today or yesterday was the uh, 10th anniversary of the premiere of Arrow. Okay. And so he was, he happened to be on the Warner Brothers lot and he made a video on Instagram of him like thanking everybody for, you know, the, the best eight years of his life or whatever. And uh, he got all emotional and stuff. It was like, okay, dude. It's just for clicks. 
That's all it is. It's just for the clicks. But it's it's really interesting because he's walking around the back lot at, at WB and there's a tour. And so right. he walks over and he's dressed down as you would imagine him to be. And so he goes, is that a tour? And they're like, yeah. He goes, I'm Stephen Amell. I was on Arrow. And I was like, come on, dude. And are they like, who? Well, no, then it was like, oh, my God, it's Arrow. It's like, uh, did you, like, set that up ahead of time? Yeah, right. It was weird. you watch um, Rings of Power? I did. It, it felt like the last episode. Yeah, there's one more, I think. I know, there is. But it just felt, you know, they're they're looking at the devastation of, of the battle, and... It was a little weird. It was... If you're watching Rings of Power, you're a Lord of the Rings fan. Like, right. I don't see a lot of people stumbling upon it and being like, oh, I wonder what this show is about. And the weird thing at the end where all of a sudden there was like a graphic on screen that said Southlands. Right. And that gets wiped away and replaced with Mordor. I mm-hmm. was like, did anybody not think that that was Mount Doom? And like they're standing in Mordor. It it was a little pandering. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're diving deep into that shit, you know, you know who a lot of these things are. Right. Like last week when they actually like the dude turns the sword into the thing and and Mount Doom erupts. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I was like, "Holy shit, that's Mount Doom." We're seeing the the formation of Mordor and then this week it's like let's wipe away the title let's replace it with Mordor it's like Mm -hmm. oh okay anybody who's stared at the map in the in the opening cover of the Hobbit book you know understands where Mordor is I digress. Have you found a new sitcom to watch? I have been watching Miracle Workers. Really? You hadn't watched that before? I had not watched it. Um, Okay. I had watched the first episode and never continued with it. Okay. So I'm at the beginning of season two right now. Um, I think I like season one more than season two. Season one was the medieval one, right? No, season one is the God one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, oh, season two is medieval. Mis- season three is Oregon Trail. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe they made three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I just got used to them in the, in the heaven roles. So when season two starts I'm like are they the same characters 
Right. And we've now just changed what they're doing. But it's they're just brand new characters. They're just It's a brand new show. It's a brand new show. Yep. The the one thing that I did laugh at in I think it's the second or third episode, they go to Shitcon. Yes. And like the new the new technology is a hole in the ground. Right. And like that I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I kind of like the story better for season one. Okay. Um, I mean I'm still gonna watch it because it's only like six or seven episodes. Right. In a shot, so. Mm-hmm. Is the is the Oregon Trail one any good? Like, what did you think was the best? Uh, I I definitely the first one was the best. Okay. The second one felt like oh shit we got to do another season. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know if it's explained by the end of this, the season, but there's this thing that's going on with Daniel Radcliffe where in one scene he has long hair and then the next he's got short hair. Yes. And I'm like, I really hope they explain this because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Wasn't he playing two characters? It's supposedly the same character. Oh, OK. Yeah, I don't remember been a while yeah so that's that's my only quip I'm like I don't understand parts of this I mean I think the the Indian guy that was in Deadpool is is pretty funny yeah yeah he was on the Goldbergs too oh was he yeah so did you have another suggestion for me uh no no (laughs) i was gonna do the the neighbor show the neighborhood the the neighborhood yeah hulu doesn't let you download it to a device are you serious yeah i i don't know why because disney plus let you do it huh so i'm not really sure why so i was like well okay i'm not gonna watch that then (laughs) have you watched american housewife no 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 it features a pet pig named hans gruber Okay. See? But does that carry a show? Um, Is that enough to keep me coming back? It's really well done. It stars Katie Mixon and Diedrich Bader. Katie Mixon played uh, Molly's pothead sister on Mike and Molly. Oh, I think I saw a trailer for this. Yeah, George Hamilton was on last season. In a recurring role. Okay. I kind of like it because she's kind of, she's like new in Connecticut and she's kind of battling the, the neighborhood bitches because she's, you know, the sloppy housewife who wears flannel shirts and sweatpants and has a pet pig named Hans Gruber. <laughs> <laughs> you might like it. I'm trying to remember where I saw it. Was is that also on Hulu? I don't know. It's now on. S- what it's on? It's on the CW at night or late afternoon. Oh okay. But yeah, Nathan Fillion's in it. Oh really? Yeah. Actually, his his scenes are very funny. 
she stalks him at Comic-Con to get him to appear at this school fundraiser she's producing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the scene that I saw was her yelling at her kid to to binge uh, Firefly. Okay. And she was like, you're going to binge the entire thing and the movie by the morning. And so that's where I had first seen it. And I don't, I don't know if I just saw a clip on YouTube or saw a commercial for it somewhere. Check it out. See what you think. Take it for a test spin. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. There was a show that Nathan Fillion did on Netflix called The Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore. With Drew Barrymore, the zombie thing. Yeah, and he plays a, a disembodied head at one point. Oh, fun. Yeah, they keep they keep him in the in the shed and he's got to like answer phone calls and stuff. It's really mm. weird. It's okay. a good show though. Yeah. That's also got um Oh, not, not Josh Duhamel. Robbie? No, the guy that looks, the guy that looks just like Josh Duhamel that I always get mixed up with. Um, oh God, he was Cobb Vanth on Mandalorian. Oh, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I get him and fucking Josh Duhamel mixed up all the time. Stephen, Stephen Amell. No, Josh Duhamel. The, um, he was in, um, uh, Oh yeah. I know who you mean. He was married to Fergie. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's the new coach on, on mighty ducks. Okay. I've always gotten him and, and Timothy Oliphant mix up. Yes. Yes, definitely. I can see that. They're like, I have watched movies and, and said, said, oh, Josh Duhamel is great in that. And people say, that's not Josh Duhamel. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck, really? So I've, I've tried I've tried very hard to, like, learn the, the difference of that. Mm. You know, Tim, Timothy Oliphant wasn't in Transformers. That was Josh Duhamel. That was Josh Duhamel. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, in my long history of getting into TV shows that get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after I watched the Lord of the Rings, I was looking for something else on uh, Prime. And I saw this. I thought it was a movie with J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek. Oh. But it turned out to be like an eight episode series. And I I'm still processing it because it was very unsettling the way it was shot. They play an elderly couple. They live out in the middle of nowhere and they have some sort of alien teleportation device in their garage. Oh, so, okay. so you think it's going to be this whole sci-fi thing because they go out to this, they go into this, this thing, they, they activate it and they, um, um, 
uh, what do I want to say? They end up going to another planet. Okay. And they don't they don't leave the the safety of this whatever they're in. They just go there to kind of watch the stars, and throughout it, you start learning that Sissy Spacek is really sick, and that J.K. Simmons is getting dementia. And I'm thinking that it's like, oh, so they're gonna it's gonna be like um, Cocoon, you know? They're okay. gonna go to another planet, and they'll be like miraculously healed. But next thing you know, there's there's more of these things around the world. Like there's one in Mexico. Okay. And these two women teleport to uh, Illinois, and it's it's more of a thriller, cat and mouse kind of thing. And they're oh. trying to prevent them from using the machine because they're the guardians. And <laughs> I, I mean, I really got into it, and I was like, oh, this this is kind of interesting. And at the very end, they go so they they've got a nosy neighbor. Um, who's running for city council and at some point he gets brought into their to the husband's confidence okay and you know he's like oh well we should go we should go outside we should see what's going on and JK Simmons has built compression suits that the wife doesn't know about and uh, they end up going to the other planet and the other guy goes outside and um, He's like, oh, this is so beautiful. You have to come and see this. And then he disappears. <laughs> and then J.K. Simmons goes back to the house. <laughs> and then in the very end, they, J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek both go to the other planet and they put on their spacesuits and they go outside. And uh, he starts having trouble breathing in his, his uh, helmet. Okay. And you think, oh, okay, so they're just going to die. And then for some reason he takes the helmet off and um, and then they see they walk over to to the edge of this canyon and they see what to me looks like an old Italian village <laughs> okay. and it's like uh, okay where is this going and uh, yeah the answer is nowhere oh <laughs> uh, it was cancelled yeah uh. <laughs> yeah like son of a <laughs> wow but it's 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 very stressful to watch oh really yeah i i i don't know it, it just made me very uneasy <laughs> anyway All right, so I won't mark that then. No, you'll you'll just be pissed. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Or you could start watching all the series that I used to watch that end up getting canceled before they resolved anything. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have that no? kind of time. No. John Doe was interesting. That was Dominic Purcell. Was it? Yeah. Okay. He, he woke up in kind of like the the upper northwest and he doesn't know who he is but he literally knows everything oh yeah I think I remember that and then the the end of the season looked like they were about to do a big reveal and then it got cancelled <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
damn it. So yeah. Still haven't watched the interview with the vampire. It's on no, my list. I haven't watched that either. Still haven't watched Sandman. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely stuff to watch. Yeah. It's a good time to be alive. Good time to be a nerd. Despite the, you know, nuclear war and Republicans, but, you know, <laughs> other than that. Yeah, well. Do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. All right. You got anything else for this week? No, I think that covers it. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always email us at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. Until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. What in the yeehaw fuck is that?